0: Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to another episode of Coruscant Radio Underground. I'm Andrew, and I'm here as always with Marisha. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, so we're, we're, we're recording on New Year. That wasn't really planned.
1: It wasn't, uh, but yesterday was our anniversary, so we didn't record yesterday.
0: True. We were gonna.
1: We were gonna, but we decided to take a nap instead, Maybe i don't remember no i was working on a project it was really romantic i spent the whole day playing with (laughs) she spent the whole day playing with her
0: christmas present i did so it's true got marisha a new a new toy for her uh creative stuff and she spent all day making a kylie ren helmet
1: it's true it looks Mm -hmm. pretty cool and if he just if he destroys it the first time he wears it i'm gonna kill him he's gonna no, he ain't. <laughs> I'm threatening. <laughs> this is when you make costumes for children. You have to issue threats. <laughs> True.
0: Um, so we just wanted to drop in and uh, do a little quick talk about Book of Boba Fett. Absolutely. Um, I will be on, if you're watching this today, which is New Year's Day, I will be on tomorrow night on the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast with Roe and Chantel. And I I'm believe wasn't invited. I Rob, I, I think they wouldn't care if you showed up.
1: Let's we'll see how it is. And
0: uh, and and Rob, I believe, from the uh, Jedi Temple Archives, who okay. I, I believe is is finally getting his podcast up and going again. Yeah, we need awesome. to get him
1: to come back and talk. Um, Wheel of Time. Wheel of Time, yeah. Now, we're working list. on that.
0: We're working, Rob. If you're watching this, we are working on some times to have more voices who know what they're talking about with Wheel of Time, because clearly I don't. I did buy the first book. I'm going to read
1: it in January. He won't even watch it. I'm going to watch it. Hey, love, let's watch Wheel of Time. He's like, "Eh, let's watch YouTube videos instead. Hmm. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, everybody sells it.
0: I am supporting other creators. Independent creators.
1: Right. By not watching it and just getting other people to come talk about it. by watching YouTube channels.
0: YouTube channels. (laughs) Right. Perfect. (laughs) <laughs> no, I am happy though that to hear that it sounds like Rob starting his show back. And yeah, that's it looks like uh Pizza and Parsecs might f- finally have recorded something. Too. Yay. So, glad We'd, to have some of our, absolutely. Uh, our Red Five family kind of back in action. Mm-hmm. Um but some of our OG just, group. Yeah. But we wanted to talk about Book of Boba Fett. And, yes. Um, so I, we watched it twice. And I ultimately decided that on the first time I either, I, I think on the first go-round, I was watching it on way too little sleep. Yeah. Um, because I just, I, I really, I walked away just going, I don't know if I even care to watch it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched it again. I felt totally different about it. I, I still think there are some things that need to be addressed. But it's hard to do when you, you only saw 30 minutes of a show that's what, I don't know how many episodes, it's going to be eight eight episodes, have you heard? I don't I don't
1: know.
0: But I mean, you've only seen like one piece. Yeah. Um, I do wish that a 30-minute episode, and this was just, I mean, it's, after you cut the credits off, it was 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Shows like this, like where can you go on TV and find like real action dramas that are only 30-minute shows? Yeah. Like, you gotta be at least 45 minutes. I mean, when you yeah. watch a show on TV, when you go on network TV and you watch a one-hour show, it's not a one-hour show. It's a 45-minute show. Right. But that's like, for this kind of show, I just really feel like that's the bare minimum to get enough in. I feel like every once in a while, I do like the freedom of the streaming service where they don't all have to be cookie cutter and fit in the exact same mold. So you Mm -hmm. don't have to cut a scene for time. You don't have to add a scene for time. You can make the show exactly what you want it to be. But I kind of wondered with this one, my biggest gripe is that it, upon my first watch especially was that it
1: was too short. Yeah, I I kind of felt like it got to the end and I was like, we're done. Like that's all we're doing today. Yeah, was like Boba Fett meets the Tuscans and intimidates some people, but not really. I mean, yeah, it, it. It. I enjoyed it, but I. It felt. I. It got finished, and it felt a little incomplete. Maybe.
0: I think that's my biggest gripe: is it feels like it was all set up with very little substance in some places mm-hmm. i feel like so i know a lot of people aren't liking the tuscan raider story and actually before we go any far, any further forward i do want to point out that we are talking spoilers here so if spoilers. you haven't watched it spoilers. <laughs> if home. you haven't watched it go watch it before you watch this because yeah. we're going to talk spoilers all the spoilers um, we, for the record, we don't really even do non-spoiler reviews no. around here because I, I feel like when you try to do that, you wind up spoiling stuff. Anyway. But
1: honestly, here's the thing about this episode: there really aren't there is not that much to spoil. It's, it's it, I disagree is, with that
0: okay. actually on, on rewatch, but I kind of want to walk through it okay uh, in order. Um, but that that is my that is my biggest gripe is I feel like. Because I feel like the the story, like, I feel like I like where they're going. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it's, you know, I like a lot of what I saw. But if you're going to start a show off with that short of an episode, then please drop two. Mm -hmm. Like the one a week thing, I don't mind it yeah for the sake of doing stuff like this it's way better for us Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, I like dropping everything at once but I mean frankly like you know we're not gonna watch more than like two hours of TV a day anyway so if you drop it all at once it's gonna take me a week to Mm -hmm. watch a show like we're watching Cobra Kai right now but it's gonna take me a week to get through that Um, I would love to just sit down today and watch the whole thing but I I don't have time
1: Um, it's also not one to sit down and watch with the kids it's easier to binge a whole show if you can binge it with the kids. That's true, yeah.
0: Um, so let's just, let's step back, and we'll kind of come back to those final thoughts about okay. what, what we thought they should have done different or, or whatever kind of at the end. But, um, you know, I love the shots uh, we got at the beginning. The, the, we, we open up with the twin sons of Tatooine. We see Jabba's palace. We see all the old familiar stuff, which I'm never right. going to complain about, right? right. Um,
1: Patton Oswalt's uh pitch there. Yeah, we, we, yeah. So
0: so we open up, I mean, we see it and Boba's in the back to tank, mm-hmm. which we kind of knew he must have been using a back to tank. So this is he's mm-hmm. still uh he's still using it. Um I don't know. I'm assuming this falls after the end of the Mandalorian. I don't know how specific they've been and I don't know if some of this could have happened in like an interim between a couple of those episodes, between the time that Grogu's taken and the time they go to rescue Grogu and Boba's with him. Like, I don't know if it's all after or if there's some that's taking place in the interim. I think it's all after.
1: I, I think that's kind of the impression I'm getting is that it's all after.
0: I think my only complaint there would be that when we see Boba in in Mandalorian, like, he doesn't seem to still need healing. He's a one-man wrecking crew. Um, now, granted, he gets beat up on pretty bad by the uh, uh, what I've have been calling the parkour assassins because I don't know what else to call them yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming they're the mayor's men.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like he's probably got some kind of internal damage. Like, you know, you can you can get up and you can you're drink, you can get your adrenaline going, you can get out and you can you know wreak some havoc, and then you just need to go re- recuperate. Well, like so, when, when blood we say, loss
0: and dehydration and mm-hmm. low oxygen levels are a pretty nasty thing, and so that's what mm-hmm. we, you know, that's certainly what he was suffering from. Not to mention exposure to the sun mm-hmm. or suns, but we open up, we see him in the back of the tank and we get flashbacks. How do you, I like, okay, so I like the flashbacks. I like that we're going back to see how he got out, first of all. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know there are some that wanted him to be, you know, to blast out with his jetpack guns blazing, but like, I think there's a lot less story if he just flies out and he's okay. Right. Like, I mean, it would be cool, but I also don't want to turn a man into a superhero here like you know for the people that don't want star wars to be marvel yeah don't start by making your characters essentially superheroes that's honestly the biggest problem with some of the the expanded universe Mm -hmm. and uh before you come after me i love the expanded universe i own lots lots and lots of those books and love them some of them are absolutely dreadful (laughs) yeah they are. They're, they're, some of them are bad. The comics, some of the comics were even worse than some of the books. And Luke Skywalker, as much as I love that char- character, absolutely, my, maybe my favorite fictional character of all time. In some of those books, Luke Skywalker became a superhero.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, he. The, the, it went from having, you know, these sort of unexplained abilities to just being... The Invincible. Invincible.
1: Yeah.
0: So, I, I and I feel like if we want it to feel, we won't, I mean, we're not in our universe, but these are humans. Right. So, we want them to feel like humans and we want to relate to them. And so, I don't mind that, I mean, we don't, first of all, I don't think we're given any idea how long he's actually in that pit, but he had to have been in there a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, long enough for the wreckage to be gone.
0: No, the wreckage is still there.
1: It's it? on the hill. When he comes out of oh, okay. the pit, it's on
0: the hill behind him.
1: But everybody's gone. Like, there's no... You know, there's nothing still... No, Nobody's still hanging around. Luke and Leia and, and Han are all gone. Lando's Everything's gone.
0: Everything's gone. Now, the tentacle that is shot off is at least what that appears to be still laying there in the sand. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we figure he's Maybe been in there a few days or something. Mm-hmm. Not as long as that poor stormtrooper whose armor is almost digested. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> but um, actually, I like it. And it's the funniest thing. Like the the Patton Oswalt, um, mm-hmm. his, his little spiel from, from Parks and Rec.
1: Best and the thing on Parks and
0: Rec s- ever. Sinks up. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't think that was an accident.
0: No, probably not. But I do like it. I, I love that he comes out. I love the um I love the all white that he's in, the white jumpsuit, which is a couple of things. As one, it's a kind of I think a callback to the Um we see the the, the clones wear a white jumpsuit in mm-hmm. the Clone Wars and in the the animated series. We see at least some of the clones. And then we see um uh, I think the big thing is what that white, because even his skin is white. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's come out of the belly of this beast. It's a rebirth.
1: Mm-hmm. He came out different. If you've never seen a newborn baby, they come covered in
0: white goo. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's symbolic. He came mm-hmm. out different than he went in. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a starting, this is a new starting point for Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jaw was we knew the Jawas were gonna take the armor. They pretty much did that exactly how I expected. The Jawas show <laughs> up in the night, find him mostly dead, and strip the armor. Um I think one of my favorite shots, because it's the shots that's the combination of the music used and the shot was the sand people, the Tuscan Raiders walking out of yep. the desert uh and finding him there. Um I mean, one of the things that I always like to talk about is, you know, Tatooine is Dune. Tatooine yeah. is Arrakis. Yeah. Um, George Lucas clearly loved Dune. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he even has a character, at least I don't know if Lucas named the character. I assume he did. But Dengar is
1: mm-hmm.
0: is a reference to a lot of the names that we see on Arrakis. Dengar is Stilgar.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So you know we have these references and and Dune has always or, or Tatooine has kind of always been this thing that he pulled
1: mm-hmm.
0: from because he pulled things from lot well, that's why Star Wars had, was was so successful from the start mm-hmm. at least in a lot of people's opinion was that it had built in nostalgia mm-hmm. it, it builds on these things like the spaghetti westerns and um buck rogers and you know all these classic science fiction shows movies comics just radio shows and just general tropes from older Mm -hmm. science fiction yeah um that was the most dune looking thing i mean the tuscans are the fremen yeah and that was the most dune-esque thing that i've ever seen in star wars and i loved Mm
1: it well right down to the fact that they always are always covered when they're out Right, like now we don't ever we've never seen Sam people with their wrappings off.
0: They're 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 always covered.
1: Right, that's is has that been established in yeah, the new yeah. canon? I think so. Or has that? I know that that was kind of the the old way.
0: You know, I don't know if that's been reestablished in any comics or not. Okay, but, um,
1: but also, Frank, you also you only ever see the Fremen out of their um, sieges, you know, completely covered.
0: Yeah, if they're outside of the siege, they're covered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I just thought that was worth mentioning. I, I think that mm-hmm. they leaned into a lot of aesthetics in this, including um, both Ray Harryhausen and uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs mm-hmm. and um, Frank Herbert. You, yeah. you see, and, and then the, the old spaghetti westerns. I mean, this mm-hmm. is like you could strip away the things that make this Star Wars. Yeah. And it's a spaghetti Western. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, down to the, you know, the music, the Mm -hmm. shots, the um, Boba Fett being led away, you know, being dragged behind the Bantas. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, what did you think up to that point where we see him dragged off? What what did you, what
1: did you think up to that point? I mean, that all happens in the first five minutes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was all pretty much Kind of, I think, like we thought it was going to go, like basically just the information we had about him in the Mandalorian. It's like this was kind of the backstory we'd all sort of filled in in our heads, right? Um, and and it established it, which is what I think it needed to do. And yeah, and, and the music and the the aesthetic is great, and especially since they've now made a Dune movie, I expect to see increasing kind of callbacks both directions. Yeah. Uh, although I think Dune spec- s- that intentionally stayed away from try tried to avoid feeling like Star Wars. I think you have to, right?
0: Like if I think you want you to do. build something successfully on its own, like the first thing you want don't want people to do is go, oh, it's a Star Wars ripoff. Right. Especially when you're making something that people don't understand. Dune right. is not a widely read sci-fi book anymore. Right. If you're going to read ten sci-fi books in your life, it's on that list right most people have never read it
1: most people alive
0: today have never read it right so
1: but i think it's interesting that this this show is evoking a little bit of the kind of feel that the dune movie had you know three months ago yeah no i i agree with that and so i think that as it goes forward you're going to get a little more of that feel i think that uh, Dune is going to continue to influence the way Star Wars looks going forward. And that's correct. Just because it's it's kind of relevant again. Yeah,
0: and so and that's the thing. I think that the I think that Denny Villanu will intentionally lean away from things looking or feeling Star Wars. One because it doesn't need to.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and I think where it does, I think you will always be able to go back and point at the books and go, No, mm-hmm. no, it came from here. Yeah. Um, but it, it's. You know with so many people not being overly familiar with dune in fact mm-hmm. a lot of people keep calling this a it's a it's a pet peeve it's not a big deal but it's the oh this is the dune remake like yeah n- not exactly and thought if, if dune was an original mm-hmm. if the dune movie that lynch dune was an original property mm-hmm. that had not been written years before then i would agree this was a dune remake
1: but that's the issue that that, that movie's
0: barely noon.
1: That's the same issue Ben Hur had a couple of years ago, though. A whole bunch of people were upset that it wasn't enough like the Ben Hur movie that they loved as a kid. And they were like, well, it's not based on the Charlton Heston movie, it's based on the book. Right.
0: And that's the thing. You can't please people with stuff like that because it's either going to be it's the same thing that happens with the Disney live action mm-hmm. uh, movies, even the ones that have been okay. Some of them have just not been very good, but some of them have been good. But they're live action versions of an animated movie.
1: Well, like Cinderella a
0: remake yeah. and
1: Cinderella just didn't look anything like the first one. Right. And Beauty and the Beast was like, it's just exactly the same.
0: Yeah. Uh, despite the the uh, amazing technical undertaking of the Lion King.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, probably not. I mean, the first one is one of the most beloved animated movies of all time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like you know, I understand why people didn't like it as much as the original, because it's rip-off, and it's quite not quite as charming as the original.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's basically beat for beat the same but movie. But it's beat for beat the same movie, and it's pretty amazing technically.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, from the technical side, I appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: From the story side, I don't have a lot of use for it, because I feel like the first one did it better. But, like, yeah. it's like you're never going to please everybody. Yeah. And in fact, when you're doing something like that, it's even harder. Because it seems like people are just split down the middle. If you make it the same, people are going to scream that it's different. And if you make it different, they're going to scream that it's not the same. Mm -hmm. Um, It doesn't help that you've got people that will take both sides of that issue, depending on the movie. Yeah. Because there are a lot of people out there in the entertainment YouTube realm that are contrarians. No. Like like you? Are you a contrarian?
1: Yeah, well, that's me. Yeah. So country all the time. Um mm.
0: anyway, so we, we cut to we stay in the flashback, we kinda end the scene with the Boba being dragged away. We pick back up with um and I think we even have a, like a cut back to him in the back to tank. And then we cut back to he's tied up mm-hmm. in the Tuscan's village with a Rhodian. A red Rodian. Um he tries to escape. Um Tricks the Massive, uses the Massive's teeth to break his binds, tries to mm-hmm. run away. Uh, ends up having to fight one of the Tuscan warriors in the desert. And it doesn't mm-hmm. go well. Right. Um, you know, we always would suspect that Boba was okay hand-to-hand combat. But, yeah. you know, he's a weapons guy. Yeah. And in addition to being in bad shape, I think he just gets his ass handed to him because he's not as equipped for that kind of fighting. Um, and I think that we're gonna see that because mm-hmm. the Boba Fett that we do see later, because this is all before Mandalorian, mm-hmm. everything's happening here. Mm-hmm. So I think by the time we see the Mandalorian, you know, he's a pretty scary hand-to-hand fighter mm-hmm. by that point. Yeah. So we're gonna um so so we see this, we we see um I think that's pretty bad. I mean, he loses the fight. I think that's foreshadowing a lot of what's coming. Mm-hmm. And we kind of break scene. We come back to present day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you think? I mean, this episode, I think that's one of the things that makes this episode feel off. I feel like if they had just done this whole episode as a flashback and then woke up mm-hmm. where people are coming to line up to pay tribute, that the episode would feel better. I feel mm-hmm. like the, a lot of shows do this. Um, Mandalorian did it some, but not this much. Um, we were getting those flashbacks of why he hated droids mm-hmm. and how he, you know, where, what happened to his family. This one, it But feels, they weren't lengthy like they this. They weren't lengthy, and it feels disruptive to the pacing of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, like, it's... Switching back and forth time periods like that there's a real art to it, um, and it's kind of become the thing to do in TV shows. Like there, a lot of a lot of TV shows, this is sort of just their their trope. Like uh, this is us is completely like you know the f- whole first episode. You didn't realize that it was taking you – know, you had different timelines going on, right. and it's hard to do well though, and it it really. I don't feel like this show just nailed that. like I said, it's one it's tricky to start with and that's not really how this show has worked ever with the whole timeline jumping thing right and so I, I think you're right. I think that that well, we just spent didn't... more time
0: in flashbacks than in the present
1: right and I, and and I, I just think we should have just spent the whole episode in the past in the mm-hmm. flashback yeah and I think that would have been better. Pacing-wise, it's a pacing thing. It is. All of the information was good. I enjoyed the whole episode, but the pacing was a little weird. So here's kind of my question about the
0: flashbacks. I'm a little concerned that we're going to do the whole season this way, that we're going to do all eight episodes or maybe the first seven, maybe all eight. We're we're telling two stories. I mean, that's what they're doing with the flashback. We're mm-hmm. telling we're telling a story that happened in the past, and we're telling the story that's happening in the present. So we're we're splitting time between two stories from the same person's perspective. Right. It's it's a common storytelling technique. It does work, but again, I find it disruptive. Mm-hmm. And I would really kind of like for them to just get the whole story of the time because I think this time with the Tuscans is really important to mm-hmm. who Boba Fett becomes. Right. I think that it's going to be important to the way he chooses to lead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's going to be, it reinvents him as a warrior. Right. I mean, I think pretty clearly he's building towards becoming a member of the tribe. Oh, yeah. I think that's, we're wearing the, the Tuscan robes mm-hmm. um, in the present. Yeah. And I don't think that's an accident. I think it's a part of who he is now. Mm-hmm. I mean, but how do you feel about that? Like, do you wish they would just go ahead and kind of finish it up in the first two or three episodes and then tell the new story? Yeah, no,
1: I'm not interested in doing this whole jumping back and forth thing the whole season. I'd be a little disappointed if that's the direction they go. Yeah. I'll still watch it. I'll still enjoy it. But they, they didn't nail it with the pacing in episode one. And if they didn't nail it in episode one, I just don't know. I don't think it bodes well for that particular style of storytelling for the rest of the season.
0: No, not at all. Um, Like I said, I think that that is the number one issue with episode one of this. Mm -hmm. this. That, and I think that they kind of cut it off so, so quickly that you're kind of like, well, you know, I was just kind of starting to get into it and you ended the episode. Right. So I feel like the first one still should have been longer or Mm -hmm. give us two. Yeah. I mean, that's what they did with Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if, I kind of think they did it with Hawkeye because they wanted to end it on Christmas. Yeah. But the first episode of Hawkeye was largely world building. Mm-hmm. And I think they helped tremendously by doing that and then giving us more. Right. Like giving us some action and some other stuff instead of just that first setup episode. I feel like yeah. this one is basically all world building. Yeah. Mhm. Um, and and then we don't get anything else. I mean, there's action in it, and the action's good. Right. Um, we get. Um, what did you think about the costumes? I've heard so, some people say that, that and I, I don't think it's necessarily fair. I do think that maybe sometimes Moss Espa feels a little too clean, a little too pristine in maybe. places. Um, but it's a bigger, wealthier city than Moss Isley.
1: Well, and there are, I mean, so the, the cantina they go in, it's, it's not a,
0: it's not a dive bar. It's
1: not a dive bar. It's not, you know, like you kind of get the impression that there's stuff going on there, but it's not a, uh, it's it's not like a seedy place. It's, you know, even if you, I mean, okay. No, it's Here's your, your, old, west, you, you your live, old
0: west brothel.
1: It, it is and yeah. it, it, but it's it's not a uh, what is it that they call it um it's it's just it's not it's it's the place where you're you're high you're, you're people who think well of themselves like to hang out right it's um even even places okay like sometimes i feel like people who say things like that have never actually been to a small town or you know places that just aren't totally metropolitan because even you go in little you know you go in little towns that are kind of you know you look at them you're like this place is kind of you know this place is kind of grimy but like there's always nice places Mm -hmm. you know it's like just because the town is kind of crappy doesn't mean there's nowhere nice in town it just means the town's kind of crappy yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, I feel like this is the place where the people who have money are spending it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, what did you think about all that, though? The the, the costuming, the uh, Twi'leks, the...
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought it was, I thought um, we got to see some some a little more variation in the... And the Sam people, right? We got to see a little. We got to shake up their look a little bit, which I think is great. Because well,
0: I think some of maybe the most detailed Tuscan costumes we've ever had.
1: And you could, uh, you know, clearly differentiate the the women. You know, there were some who were clearly women, and the women. chief. We, and the chief know, we, yeah, he had a, a particular look. Yeah. And the other thing is, there are a lot of Sam people, and they're tribal, so they're not homogenous. We've really only ever seen one group of Sam people the ones right over there by um, the Lars Homestead. So I think it makes sense that tribal people are not all exactly the same. So I think that that works really well. And I think that the twilights looked great. Um, we've seen lots of different color twilights over the years. I think it's fine to see one that's, you know, peach or pink. Oh I no, don't We've, we've always know, like, done
0: that kind of stuff in the comics, so... Um, that's not a surprise at all that they did that. And no, I
1: actually thought her look was great. No,
0: yeah. Mm. Um, so I kind of skipped over something the the scene where people are coming to pay tribute to Java. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some interesting stuff there. We we've got um, a, the Trandoshan.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know if we've heard a Trandoshan speak English before. You know, speak basic before. Yeah, but, maybe not. Um, I do believe that. Was it Robert Rodriguez that that voiced the Trend Ocean, the director? Oh, maybe. And uh, I, they're bringing up some things because this is obviously, and and this is something I talked about a lot with what, not what if, uh, with, um, the vision, Star Wars visions. Mm -hmm. Um, how far can you? Pull the aesthetic one direction. You know the aesthetic of Star Wars is a is a hodgepodge of stuff, mm-hmm. but it's primarily an East versus West uh, mysticism versus Westernism, and mm-hmm. it's this pulling the two different directions. The Visions goes very heavily towards Eastern philosophies and mindsets. Mm-hmm. This obviously goes very much towards the Western. Mm-hmm. And I think you do have to be careful how far you pull. I think you pull far enough and it's no longer...
1: And there were a couple of episodes of Visions that were like, that's not Star Wars anymore. That's just a samurai movie. It's
0: just a samurai movie. It's only Star Wars because you like put a droid in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a couple of words you used. Yeah. I think this remains very firmly planted in Star Wars. And mm-hmm. um, But there's the, t- the use of the term daimyo mm-hmm. to refer to um, Boba Fett is a... We hear it several times in here. Uh, we hear Fennec use it. We hear the Trandoshan mm-hmm. use it. Oh, was it the tra- Yeah, the Trandoshan use it, um, which is just a Japanese feudal lord. So mm-hmm. we're, we're getting the, we're building how this whole thing works. We've never really established how Java's empire works, right. right? Yeah. So it's a feudal system mm-hmm. with, you know, the lord at the top and all his vassals underneath right and so that and we even talked about vassals you know mm-hmm. so we're, we're establishing and i like this i like that we're establishing how this crime lord's empire works that's not how this works i'm the crime lord <laughs> he's
1: supposed to pay me <laughs> yeah
0: um so that was the next thing i wanted to get to and we have a couple of people come in you know the trandoshan brings in a Wookiee pelt um so creepy yeah um uh, the gamorians that i feel like they still don't look and I don't mind it. They don't still don't look like the original Gamorreans and but they need these Gomorians to like they, they want to actually use them in action now. Right. The problem with the one the big bulky look they went for in Return of the Jedi, while they look really cool and, and interesting, they can barely move. Right. So, they, they did go for something a little leaner, but not quite as bad, not quite as lean as they went in The Mandalorian, which was...
1: Well, but the thing is, the ones in The Mandalorian were fighting. Like, they were they were professional fighters. They weren't bodyguards. That's true. And that's different.
0: That's true, but they still had... They, they skipped leg day. That was the biggest problem, was yeah. it just looked like they skipped leg day. Yeah. Um, I mean, seriously, if your body's so big, like, you gotta have the legs to hold it up, I right? don't know,
1: like have you never noticed people like big hulky people that yeah people that skip leg day yeah i don't feel like they're much in the exercise and as much as just sort of heaving their their bulk um, about
0: yeah but I, I like that you know he starts off by asking them to swear their allegiance mm-hmm. you know it's and i like this back and forth between Bob and Finnick. fennec's just like okay kill him Right, like, set an example.
1: Yeah, she's her philosophy is really simple. Yeah, Ass- assert your dominance. Yeah, right. So it's
0: and and I think that we're going to see him do that when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this whole idea of building an empire on respect instead of fear, right? Being built on respect doesn't mean there's no fear there, right? It yeah. doesn't, you know. It's kind of like the conversation about the in angry God. Mhm. Right, is it or the you know the angry father at home is it the guy you mm-hmm. respect because yeah, you know, there is an element of fear there and that because right. of the, the you know because he's more powerful and he's you know mm-hmm. in, in all these things, but he's not the guy that's going to just walk in the door and club you over the head. Right. Um you know, so I I I, I think that I think maybe they almost oversimplified the concept of fear and respect. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm um i think it's going to get more complicated oh it's it going to get way more
0: complicated i think that's the thing is i think boba has sort of in as his rebirth has oversimplified his philosophy yeah and that now exactly. we're going to come back and we're going to find this this ground where it works yeah and i think that's what phoenix there for mm-hmm. um i think they they both help each other i think that he makes her a less uh just shoot first mm-hmm. person and he uh and then she helps him kind of keep an
1: edge right because he's got to keep an edge there's no being a crime lord if you haven't got an edge
0: right and i think that's the thing a lot of people are real upset that he's not the bounty hunter anymore not the, but the thing is is like mm-hmm. i don't mind all this i don't mind him reinventing himself i don't mind a character saying i don't want to be the employee anymore i don't want to be because right. not just the employee but the guy that has done the bidding of a lot of terrible beings
1: right for a long time
0: for a long time so i don't mind this character saying you know what i'm gonna be the boss now right like that's a that's a natural progression right that's fair yeah so i am excited about that um i want to talk about the mayor's uh domo
1: yeah Okay. he was just he was clearly a comedian
0: Oh, the guy's a comedian. He came in, 100%. and it's like,
1: oh, this is where they pulled in the comedian.
0: Yeah,
1: I didn't love that. It feels a little it, off. It it pulled me out a little bit. Um, and whenever they've used comedians in, like when they used comedians in The Mandalorian, it all always kind of fit. But this one was like, it felt a little shoehorned. The the and he worked. Yeah. It works fine.
0: I, I hated it less on the second watch. Yeah. Um, the first time I watched, it really pulled me out.
1: Mm-hmm. I was
0: kind of... The first time I watched, I was kind of like, man, this guy's a really crappy actor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he may be, I don't know. Yeah. Like, he's apparently a really brilliant... um, Stand-up guy. Uh, comedian. Yeah. But, um, but it it's this whole thing where it just didn't feel right. Now, second watch I'm going, it's not it feels off because he's being insanely disrespectful. Yeah. Because he thinks Boba's the joke. Right. Um so I you know, once I kind of got my head around the fact that this is just disrespect. He's mm-hmm. he's talking to Boba like a child almost.
1: Yeah um he's gonna die oh he's 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 not gonna die nicely either i don't think
0: no i'm he's not gonna
1: die peacefully in his bed
0: right well no, Finnick Finnick was probably all down to kill him right there Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep um i mean she was already basically threatening defeating to, to the monsters living yeah. underneath the right. uh the pit whatever's still down there as part of uh java's menagerie yes um so I am curious going forward to see if any of those things are still living, if any of the beasts are still living there in the facility, yeah. whatever else the others were. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, he kind of leaves with a threat. I kind of, the Trandoshan was almost a threat too, and they even point that out. Like, yeah. you know, may you never leave Mos Espa. It's
1: like,
0: yeah. <laughs> hmm. It's like, you're not real sure if that's a threat or not. It's just, you know, yeah. the way Trandoshans talk.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I do like the, you know, kind of as we lean into the idea of respect instead of fear. Mm -hmm. He's his own man, and he is a man, and he's not going to be carried around on a litter. We establish this very, uh, you know, either Eastern or Egyptian uh, kind of idea that that apparently uh, Mos Espa has been ruled by. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, the, the Lord being carried around like a god. And... Really doing nothing himself, just sending people to do his bidding. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of
1: hard to do things yourself and you're a slug. Yeah. You know, I don't, that's one of the things in
0: Star Wars, we've never really gotten into how mobile huts actually are. Yeah. So.
1: Oh, uh, look very mobile.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they'll show us one day. Um, but. You know, I, I do like all that. I like what they're setting up. I like that. You know, he's not going to be the ruler that's going to sit on his butt and send people to do his bidding. He's up taking care of things himself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't need he doesn't need to be waited on hand and foot. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so, I'm liking everything they're setting up there. We get this fight with the. Uh, we still don't really know who this group is. I think at this point, I'm assuming it's the mayor's second delegation. Yeah. Um, I think that some of the vassals may be fighting back too, though, and it may have been someone sent by someone from the the club they just left. That's possible. So um, I think that a lot of the vassals are are looking to separate themselves from the the rule of of Jabba's throne there, Mm -hmm. but um, great fight scene. Ming-Na mm-hmm. Wen got to, you know, do some, some showing off. Yeah, she's um, always great. You know, the the roof, rooftop parkour scene was, yeah. you know, very Assassin's Creed. Yeah, oh, very. <laughs> um, but I liked all that. I thought the action, what did you think about the action?
1: No, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. And uh, I always enjoy seeing Ming-Na Wen bring it. Yeah. And the thing is, you don't get her to go sit around and, you know, yeah, I don't Super. know how
0: much of her own stunts she does now, but I know she's still do, definitely doing some of it. Mm-hmm. I, ser- I seriously doubt she was doing any of the parkour, Yeah, but the fighting was probably her. Yeah, um, It's kind of the benefit. It's pretty seamless with the helmet, right? Mm-hmm. You just Yeah, exactly. Um, but we go back to there. Uh, Boba is hurt. In the fight, the Gamorreans take taking back and not so g- not so gently throwing back in his uh, in his back to tank. Yeah. Uh, at which point we start having dreams again. We mm-hmm. go back. We go back to the desert. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not totally sure if what the story with the green. Well, no, the, not that. But the kid that just kind of takes the two prisoners off out in the desert to dig for whatever the things they're drinking the the moisture from are. Um, they go to that homestead. We see a gang. Uh, pillaging yeah uh, we see the symbols that I'm sure are important or they wouldn't have like made sure to show us them drawing that symbol twice mm-hmm. um, I think Roe from Scarif podcast pointed out that is the hoodies letter K okay um, they were less less thrilled about my my speculation that Kitster could be the crime Lord or freedom fighter or you know yeah. who knows what right there
1: Stranger things have happened.
0: Yeah, it's it's probably not Kitster but it could be. It It could be. I'm not gonna. You never rule it out. Could be Kidster. It's true. Um. So, but I'm I'm not sure like why the kid is dragging the prisoners off into the desert.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem smart. Yeah. Um, Unless it's some kind of test for him. Maybe. Um, it seems
0: odd. I'm not sure what what it, what's up with it. I, they didn't give us any reason why the mm-hmm. kid is taking two potentially dangerous prisoners and dragging them off into the desert. Mm-hmm. Because let's be clear, like Boba has the opportunity to escape by the end Kill of Kill him and yeah. leave, yeah. Um, so, you know, we dig, we do some stuff. Uh, we unearth... Uh, a pretty crazy looking creature that I never imagined running into on on Tatooine. Now, no. we, we've always known there were more dangers beyond the Dune Sea, right? So, right. you know, it, it fits. It works. What mm-hmm. did you think about the creature? Because they still haven't told us what that thing's called, I don't think.
1: Again, it was a little bit... It was cool looking. But whenever I watched it, it, was, it didn't seem quite like a Star Wars creature yeah there's something about
0: it that just kind of like didn't feel quite Star Wars to me and I don't know what that means because we're introduced to new things all the time
1: but uh, most of the new things they introduce are from concept art from either the prequels or from the original Star Wars that's true no they can't the thing is they can't do that forever no but this one clearly had inspiration from other places
0: it did it's very it looked very much like um we do a six-armed um creature in the um the the golden voyages of sinbad Mm -hmm. uh, which is actually the six armed goddess kali okay from you know indian indian goddess um so you know we do that and, and of course there are things that were Um, Goro from Mortal Kombat is actually Mm -hmm. almost directly taken from there. This thing actually looks like Goro in a way. Mm -hmm. Um, It also looks a lot like some of Ray Harryhausen's stop motion from um, like the Kraken and some other things Mm -hmm. from the old Ray Harryhausen stop motion stuff. Uh, If you're not familiar with Edgar Rice Burroughs' Barsoom series, uh, being like the the Princess of Mars and and John Carter and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, um, this and and, and those stories have always played a very instrumental role, just like Dune and a lot of other things, and influencing Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Intentionally or unintentionally, I don't know. They look an awful lot like the Green Martians from the Barsoom series.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, I don't think it was an accident. It's almost direct, directly ripped off of the cover of one of those books.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I think it's kind it's of fine. a mashup of a few things. And it's fine. And, after you know, yeah. it's there. It's it's part of Star Wars now. Um, it's fine. It, it's, it's just one of those things. When I first saw it, I was like, that's kind of a weird creature. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 not a creature that if you showed me out of context, I'd go it's from a Star Wars movie.
1: Like And it was well rendered, but yeah. Um, they did it, I mean it looked good for what it was. It was just weird looking. It yeah. was just it was it was a little bit of a strange decision. Um, but
0: overall I'm I'm fine with it. Um, I do like the inspirations that they used for, for creating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that despite the fact that it's not something we've seen before, and it's not something from old concept art, yeah. but it is something that we have, um, it, it is drawing from the same inspiration.
1: Yeah, and that that's true.
0: Um, so we get that, we go back to the village, uh, mm-hmm. the kid's running in with the head, the kid is very clearly telling the story of how he killed this thing, right. and taking credit. Mm-hmm. Full credit. Yeah. I kind of get the impression that this is the chief's kid. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's just doing whatever he wants, like hauling the mm-hmm. prisoners off into the desert. Yeah. But um, the chief walks out, kind of looking at the kid telling the story, and hands Boba something to drink.
1: Yeah. that I did um, like that as the ending of the episode. You know, it was the like,
0: kid's definitely taking credit, and the mm-hmm. chief's like,
1: um, um, is you're not full of shit. Yet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. so I, I do like all of that I like where they left off I think that the I think again I think the time with the Tuscans is going to be incredibly instrumental in the story at this point though I'm not sure that it's not almost the better story like I almost am going why did not we just do like a six episode series about his time with the Tuscans? yeah um, at the same time I know a lot of people aren't liking that um, but i think that it's i think that it's interesting i think it's going to play a big role going forward um overall what do you think about the the show one episode in
1: i enjoyed it i mean i'll watch the next one and hopefully they'll kind of resolve the pacing issues that's kind of what i'm hoping for
0: usually shows like this do mm-hmm. um i feel like they were trying real hard to hold this one to a certain length maybe for yeah. whatever reason speaking
1: of a certain length we've been here almost an hour we have <laughs> Granted, we you know,
0: we've been here almost an hour, but by the time this is edited and put online, about ten minutes are going to be shaved off the front. That's true.
1: We're still going to be longer than the actual episode.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, again, I mean, I love it. Um, I think that there are things that need to be fixed. I think yep. that it has to get better quickly, mm-hmm. or it yeah, it's going to be disappointing. It, right. It's like because it's not enough episodes. Yep. That's, that's the frustrating thing to me, is that if we're only getting eight episodes of a show, mm-hmm. I feel like they've all got a hit. Yeah. Like, if you get, um, you know, when you're doing old-style TV series and they're are 22 episodes, you can have a couple of episodes that are just stinkers. Mm-hmm. It's probably better not to, but it's like, you know, go back and, you know, all the shows that you used to do... Um, just flashback episodes to previous episodes <coughs> which was basically just a series a season uh, refresh before mm-hmm. you get to your final arc mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you can't do that when you've only right. got eight episodes or, or like Hawkeye only having six like yeah and so that would be my one com- my biggest complaint about this is that I feel like you've got a very limited amount of time to do this Yep. and there's just not room to make it happen have misfires yep absolutely and i think and i'm still hoping that when we see episode two that we look back and go yeah if they had just released episode one and two together we'd have been fine
1: yeah and hopefully that's what's going to happen yeah all right well um
0: are we done is that yeah, it
1: i think we've run out of things to say all right well
0: um remember if you're watching this on new year's day or on january 2nd that on the night of the second Sunday night, I will be on with uh, Scarab Scuttlebutt podcast, who again talked Boba Fett. But mm-hmm. uh, I thought I'd talk a little about it here because you know, I may not get everything I want to say in with a it's larger true. group of people. So, um, and I can expand on some things further with a group so um, Marisha where can people find you online
1: you can find me on Instagram at princesses underscore and underscore padawans and I am padawans
0: on Twitter okay you can find me running the Twitter account for this show at crew underscore podcast that's c-r-u underscore podcast not science fictionary which I've had in the corner the whole show down here but you can also check out sci underscore fictionary for the science fictionary podcast which you can also find here on this YouTube channel or anywhere else that you listen to podcasts uh, be sure to check out uh, red 5 Network.com and at red5network on Twitter for all of the rest of the Red 5 podcast family. And until next time, may the force be with you.